Hello and welcome to the Pixie Dust Project podcast where magic is as commonplace as Starbucks and being a Disney adult isn't a stigma. So today is an interesting day. We're going to see how it goes. That's because I am sharing a recap of my trip to Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. Apparently, Aaron has prepared some questions about the trip. So we'll be going over those. And I, I also have some notes of things that I think y'all will find interesting. But first, if you like the Pixie Dust Project podcast, we would so appreciate if you gave us a follow and a rating on your listing platform of choice. It's as easy as tapping the number of stars you think we deserve. And we recommend, you know, that full five if you're feeling generous. And if you want to go above and beyond and leave us a review, that would be pretty magical of you starting next week I'm going to commit to it because I forgot to do it today but starting next week we are going to start going through all of our reviews which I believe Spotify doesn't let you do but Apple Music does we're going to start going through all of our reviews and picking some to read aloud and you could get a shout out so if you want that put your name handle whatever you want in your review and we will accommodate Yes. So, I mean, before we get into Disneyland, there there are things in the world to talk there about. There are wanna, so many things. Yeah, I feel like Disney is feeding us well this week. Um, <laughs> Sarah just choked on her drink. <laughs> it was the the feeding us well that did it. <laughs> they are why. feeding us well. Go on. We, I mean, you guys already know all of this, but we got Happily Ever After back this week. We got rid of Harmonious. We got rid of Enchantment. Tron is open. We're getting a live action Moana. Um, We got a first look at the Moana attraction at Epcot. Um, There's like so much ground to cover, I feel like. And, you know, we won't bore you with with the Happily Ever After stuff because let's be real. That's all my timeline has been for the past 24 hours. It's so aggressive, which I get it. You all know my feelings on enchantment. Good riddance. Yeah, for sure. But also, and side note, I just love that Jordan Fisher was there last night. I think that's so cute and precious. And I just love that for him. Um, But yeah, we won't bore you with the happily ever after. I did see Harmonious on Friday night for the very last time. And it was so special and so fun. Um, so I will miss Harmonious a lot. I will still die on the Illuminations Hill, but you guys are not surprised oh, at that. No, no. Um, Harmonious was so... I, I'm actually heartbroken. I'm heartbroken about Harmonious. I watched um, I watched the... Uh, ne- not Netflix, the Disney Plus special mm-hmm. to, like, mourn. Sad. Mourn the loss. Yes, I will miss it for sure. But I'm excited to see Epcot Forever again. I only saw it like one time. Um, I know that everyone has like super mixed thoughts on it, but you know, I it'll do. It. What's your ranking? I actually never got to see Epcot Forever. I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed the music um, in it. The music was really good. It kind of gave, like there was guys on jet skis, I'm pretty sure. So that was interesting. Okay. Um. I mean, nothing to me, and it's probably a nostalgia thing, and it's probably just, like, whatever, but, I mean, nothing will top Illuminations for me. I would say probably it goes Illuminations, Harmonious, and then Epcot Forever on the on the ranking, but, I mean, it's a Disney fireworks show. It can't be that bad. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. unless it's Enchantment. Oh, 
um, actually though, Reed, Aaron, Reed will die with you on the Illuminations Hill. He'll join you because. Because he has taste. Well, no, not necessarily (laughs) because, um, because uh, I remember when we went back and like nighttime shows are starting again because Reed's first trip back to Disney was during COVID when you had to wear masks all the time and all that. So like no nighttime shows. Um, but his first time back, once the nighttime shows were reinstated, his first question to me was, oh, can we see Illuminations? Like, can we prioritize that? Because that's my favorite. And I was like, much like the robots and in innovations, that is gone. Uh, and he was really upset. Um, just, I was looking for like more Disney news, right? So I found the Living by Disney, Serena by, at Living by Disney her newsletter that she sends out and she listed all of the things that are ending with the 50th anniversary. And I thought it would be interesting to read that out because I, I mean, you kind of assume all of this, but I think it would be interesting to just read out really quick. I'll make it fast. I promise. So obviously the decor is all going to be gone. The colors of the castle will stay the blush and blue colors as they were not technically part of the 50th. The projections for Beacons of Magic on the castle, the tree, and the Hollywood Tower will end, but the lights on Spaceship Earth will stay. Thank goodness. Oh, I feel good. like that would be a lot Ew. of work to take those off, by the way. Also, money. Like, if anything, yeah. like, that's just such a waste. Like, I feel like the projections, all of those things are already set up for projections. So it was just like mm-hmm. a little something, something extra. Those lights were an installation and they should stay. A hundred percent. And they improved Spaceship Earth so much, like so much. Gorgeous. I love those lights. And then just the last thing, which I'm actually kind of surprised at this because I would have thought that this would have gone with like the 50th decor and like the signs and stuff. Um, The Fab 50 gold statues are going to be staying for now. I thought that was interesting. I all I'm with you. I 100% agree with Aaron that I also think it's interesting. But this also like goes to my point about like an investment versus just an enhancement. And Mm -hmm. I feel like those statues. I mean, they couldn't have been cheap. There's 50 of them. True. And I feel like that those are an investment not enhancement also i know disney has been shilling for the magic band plus yes like aggressively and one of the big draws in walt disney world is that it interacts with those statues and if you take those away what do you really get from the magic band plus besides That's true like all the stuff you can do in the two that's a really good point yeah i wonder how long they'll stick around maybe they'll draw them out through the 100th celebration yeah, because I think they're supposed to be there in Disneyland. There's like 100 statues, not to the extent, mm-hmm. but like there's like Mickey, you know, so maybe it's like an homage. Yeah. I don't know. We love an homage. But I'll yeah, that was it. The 50th off of the front. <laughs> just scrape just like them shave off. It yeah. Down. <laughs> Put a sticker. Yeah, that's all I had for Disney, you know, Disney Parks news. I think we should get into some quick Moana thoughts because I know Sarah has thoughts and I I know that I also have thoughts and I know that our thoughts are different. So let's get into it. All right. Do you want me to start or did you want to start? I would love for you to start. 
<laughs> okay. Um, Aaron knows I have very aggressive thoughts. Uh, well, if you follow me on Instagram, you too know I have thoughts because I've been taking, so we were, we're recording on a Tuesday night. I got back from Disneyland on Sunday. I have been taking like a little baby hiatus from social media because I'm tired. And I also came back to like 500 emails. So <laughs> I've been busy. Uh, but I did take time out of my day and my little social media break to post about this because I feel that strongly. I thought it was April Fool's until I saw the day that they posted it. And I was like, this is real. And listen, I love Moana. I don't want people to think I don't like Moana. I love that soundtrack. I love, I have some stuff about it for Disneyland. Like there's many things I love about Moana. I love the story. Like but Moana came out seven years ago and it's already getting a live action remake. When you look at the other live action remakes, you have classics like Beauty and the Beast, um, Jungle Book, Dumbo. Like you have like these classic older movies that make sense for Disney to be like, it's time for a remake, not Moana. And again, I've been waiting 27 years for my Hunchback uh, live action remake, which has a script, like it's in the works. Like why couldn't we have fast track that? So that is my, this just seems like a money grab to me. I'm going to be honest. I could and I'll leave see that. that. I mean, I guess I agree with all of that. I do think it's like, I don't know. I think it just makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like, especially well, with all of the Epcot. Ride, the yes. Epcot thing. Yeah. I think with all of that, it makes sense. I also think, you know, as far as like a representation standpoint, I think it makes sense um, with, you know, telling the stories of the Pacific Islanders. I do also think with that The Rock being involved with it probably fast tracked it a lot. Like he was probably like, hey, yo, here's some cash. Let's get it. You know what I mean? So yeah. put that on a quote somewhere. Um, I mean, Josh Gad is involved with Hunchback. It's that, I thought that was um, I thought that was confirmed that it was not real. Oh no, he's involved. This is like a project he's spearheading. Oh, it's just that that casting that casting is not real. But Josh Gad is the one that's like, I want this to happen. He's a big hunchback stand. I mean, but you're right. From a rep that you know representation was part of it too. But I also feel like, and I know this is a criticism from the POC community for Disney is that there's a lot of rehashing original movies, like, oh, like, like remaking an animated movie that just came out seven years ago. And a lot of like taking historically white characters and, and making them like characters of color, which is great. But like, where's the original characters? Like, mm -hmm. why can't we have new original stories for, for POC groups. And I think that's a very valid criticism like uh, of Disney, to be honest, not that we are, not that we use this podcast to like actively criticize Disney, but it's like, did we need the Moana like live action or could we have done a live action movie that like amplified a voice, a POC voice that told a different story? I'm just saying Esmeralda's a gypsy. She's Romani. So again, it's not her story, but yeah. No, I get that. Aaron's very skeptical of that connection. I just really tried to like push in there, but she's but vouching. Like, but I see what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm really trying, but like, I'm excited for it. I mean, I love the fact that like they can't even make a live action because they have someone that looks like The Rock who actually looks like Maui. Right. Also, did you hear who's going to play Moana's mother? 
No. Nicole, and I always get her last name wrong, like Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. That's a sleigh. Right? She is Hawaiian. She's native Hawaiian. That is a huge sleigh. I know that they'll probably choose someone different, but if they could just let the original actress that played Moana, her voice, and like, I'm sure her voice has matured so much by now. Like, oh, she would just be such a gorgeous Moana. I I mean, she is Moana. I feel like they could do it. Like she, she For looks sure. like if you, if you dress her correctly, like she could play. I'm younger. sure that they won't though, just because like they'll want to make it different, you know? Well, part of me also wonders, oh, and this just occurred to me if they're doing it so quickly so they can use her. Oh, that's true. While she's still young. Um, also speaking of Pacific Islander voices, they also just cast Lilo for the live action Lilo and Stitch. Incredible. And she is so freaking adorable. I, I, I don't, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but I saw like a news article about it and oh my goodness, is she cute? I honestly forgot that they were remaking Lilo and Stitch. It's honestly hard to keep up with nowadays, all of the live action remakes. And I have a secret that I will just share with our Pixie Dust Project listeners, I have only seen two of the live action remakes that have come out this Which far. Ones? Cinderella. I saw that in theaters like five times. I'm not even kidding. It came out my junior year of high school and I was obsessed. I was literally obsessed. So um, much older than and you. Then, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was either a junior or a senior. Let's let's fact check. The studio is going to fact check that really quick. I forgot, I forgot about Cinderella. Oh, 2015. Re- it came out in 2015. So that was my senior year. Sorry. Sorry to alarm you. You're not that much. You're still older than me, but I shaved one year. It was, it was my senior year of college. So I was going <laughs> into my, because I graduated in 2016. So I love that for you. Well, Sarah's old and I'm not. That's right. Yeah, the love, the live action Cinderella was so good. (laughs) Actually, that's that I told a lie. I saw Maleficent as well and Beauty and the Beast. So those are the three that I've seen. And yeah, I just haven't had like I haven't been like oh my god, can't wait to watch like Mufasa die off a cliff again, but this time in 4K. Like, sorry, I just can't. (laughs) <laughs> also it's not live I thought that the honestly like Jungle Book and Lion King like really threw me I never saw Lion King but I'm like this isn't live action they're not real animals this is just like really impressive CGI and then um I've seen I I saw all the Maleficents I saw Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and I'm gonna tell you I'll let you y'all in on another little secret from my side don't come for him he knows not what he says but my, t- I watched the Beauty and the Beast live action with my parents. Um, they were visiting me in Boston because that came out when I was living in Boston. And I will never forget this. We are literally sitting on my couch watching it. And the first scene with Emma Watson like comes on the screen and she does her little number. And as the number, the song comes to a close, my dad turns to my mom and I and goes, wow, you'd really think they could find someone more attractive to play Belle, don't you? <laughs> Roger, do you know who this is? (laughs) Miss Hermione Granger herself. Miss Hermione Granger. So I'm 
not gonna lie and this is a hot take i know that a, a few of my friends and our listeners might come for me for this but i wasn't like blown away by the beauty and the beast movie and i wanted so badly to be blown away because that was when that movie came out when i was in my beauty and the beast era like i had just played bell in my senior musical at school i was going to the disney parks like a lot to meet gaston i don't know if you guys remember the like gaston thirst trap era on disney instagram i was an active participant i would stand around his little tavern and wait for him to come out like i was a gaston girly but yeah i was just kind of like like her singing voice i mean it was pretty but like i just wanted more i wanted more from her so that's my opinion so did i I also, I also did. And like, this is the thing. And, and I'll still be the last, I, uh, my piece, the last I say on this. <laughs> I need Disney to stop casting for the star power and start casting for the talent. Because let's be honest, she did fine. She's not a singer. Like, Correct. Who, who played Cinderella? What's her name? I know. I, I'm not. Oh my God. Lily, J- uh, Lily James. I'm pretty sure it's her name. Lil- Lily James. Surprisingly. Yes, Lily James. She sing. slayed it. Like yes. she slayed. Like she, well, she did Mamma Mia too. And she slayed that too. Yeah. So like, and I'll say this. I think Meryl Streep is a phenomenal, phenomenal actress. One of the best of our era. Not Helen Mirren good, but no one's Helen Mirren good. I love Helen Mirren. That's like a fun fact about me. I love that woman. But, like, she can't sing. Meryl Streep can't sing. I'm sorry I said it. She should never have been cast for the first Mamma Mia, and I think that's why the movie did poorly. But Lily James can sing. That's all I have to say. You know who... We should do this as a separate episode, like, who we would recast (laughs) in the Disney live-action movies, because I could think of so many for Belle. Um, But it's also... I mean, Belle doesn't have much of a personality, so, like, it's fine. Wait, I actually uh, stay tuned for next week when I let's do it. I'm so down. We'll each we'll each pick. Let's do it. We'll do our our fan castings. Sneak. We'll do our fan casts. I love this. I love this. Okay. Wow. We love a building the plane as we're flying at moment. I also love that saying. So I'm so happy you used it. All right. Cool. (laughs) So we dig into this episode. All right. Now. (laughs) I I reckon we should. Um, but I think, I mean, I have a bunch of questions, not really questions so much as categories that I would like to cover, um, to break down and get into the nitty gritty that is Disneyland. So as you guys know, we are Walt Disney World girlies. I mean, that's each of our home parks. I live in Orlando. Sarah comes here all the time. So we're very familiar with Walt Disney World. I've never been to Disneyland. Sarah's only been to Disneyland once now, twice. Um, so we, I have a lot of questions just because I've never been, and I want to know what it's like. And I'm sure that a lot of you are like me and you have no idea what it's like, except for pictures on Instagram and YouTube vlogs. So let's get into it. Take a shot. Every time I say get into it in this episode, that's like my phrase of the day. So my first category, we're going to start off mild here. My first category that I would like to get into is the weather. (laughs) I'm so curious because I saw you, I saw you wearing like jackets and long pants and I'm like, 
LOL crying in Florida. So I would love to hear about the weather and like those vibes. Was it humid? Was it hot? Was it cold? Did it rain? Like, just so curious. Yeah. So I, I do want to caveat my comments on our weather. California has been going through it this year. I don't know if like any of our listeners follow that on the news. Like what my company, one of our offices is in San Francisco. So a lot of our team members are based in San Francisco and also LA. So we hear about it from them. They have been going through it. Like it snowed at Disneyland this year, which is just wild. Um, I will say for most of our trip, um, cast members said that like what we had was like very typical weather. Um, and that weather was like starting off the day, high 40s, low 50s. We got upwards of mid to high 60s. I think we we might have like grazed 70 on Saturday. Um, we were there a full Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, no humidity whatsoever. It was the most glorious thing in the world. The only like glimpse of humidity I got was on Thursday because we were getting like the tail end of a rainstorm. So it did rain Thursday morning, I think for like an hour and it's really easy to dart in and out of rides. So it didn't really affect us except for my hair. It like really put a damper on my curls, but that's fine. Other than that, the weather was absolutely stunning. Like we got a good mix of cloudy and sunny. And then, yeah, I I would start the, the day in a little more like covered up like a sweatshirt or like more layers. Our coldest day was Thursday. That's the day I wore my overalls and sweatshirt. And then Saturday, um, yeah, it, I, I got warm in my t-shirt and skirt. Um, but it was still only like low seventies. I get warm very easily on Promo Isle. Yeah, but it was gorgeous. It was so. I see now why the fits are so good at Disneyland because they are not working against like Ugh. the horrific weather in Florida. Could not. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I I'm still hung up on the no humidity part. Like, what would what is it like to live my dream? <laughs> That's amazing. Love that. You look a little sunburnt. Is that from Disneyland or is that from just like real life? It's like really or... hot in this room right now. Oh. And like my my face it's just is my just face. on fire. It's it's funny you say that though, because I like have been using the, like the self-tanning drops in my lotion and I got on a work call um the day before my vacation started and the head of our New York office was like, Sarah, you look so tan. I thought you weren't leaving for California until tomorrow. I'm like, this is not real. This is an illusion. I love that. Oh my God. I feel like work people don't get like the self-tan life. Well, it's also like a a man like that I would guess is in his 50s. One of my one of my VPs gets all of it because he has a daughter and his wife is like, so he's like, Oh, I get it. That's fine. Got it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Let's see. I have all of my thoughts organized into a little little thing here. So another thing that I think is interesting is the price point. Because you mentioned in our little like pre-recording catch up that you think Disneyland is cheaper. So I think let's explore that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. um, Okay. So 
I don't want to like completely out what we paid because like, I don't know my mom will feel weird about that, but like, no, yeah, no, you know what? No, I'll like, I'll give it like a high level estimate. So we booked through Disney. So we booked our whole vacation, not our flights, but like we booked our hotel tickets, ticket extras, and our transport to and from the airport all through Disney. And we also bought, um, we bought like the highest end tickets. So our tickets were three day park hoppers with Genie Plus um, attached to it. And we also stayed, we stayed at the Candy Cane Inn, which if you guys are regular listeners, you know, they're actually hosting me for my trip back to Disneyland in May for Star Wars night. And I truly cannot recommend them enough. Like we got there at like, I think like nine, maybe no, not nine, like maybe like eight or something. We were tired though. Cause like, remember like that's like our 11 or midnight. And my parents and I are not late night people. And then we, it's a long drive from LAX and I walked into there. It was gorgeous. There's like, it's like an open concept. So, um, when you walk in, you see the lobby and then it's an open courtyard and you see all the doors and it's like two stories, all the like uh, trees in the front have little fairy lights on them. It was just renovated and reopened. And it's like, I walked in that lobby. I'm like, this is what I wish my house looked like. It is stunning. Um, so photogenic. Again, if you saw some of my photos, I tried to like capture like the black and white tiles that I was obsessed with at breakfast. You eat breakfast like outside where it's covered. Anyway, stunning. So like, just like giving you an idea of like how nice the hotel was too. And our entire vacation package for three people with all of that was under $3,000. And again, that Disney might, could that's never. Saying, well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not saying that's not a lot of money because I'm not trying to be like that person, but like I, and I have an annual pass in DVC, so it's, it's hard to add up, but like add up three nights or four nights, what's Four nights in a moderate, because that's what I would call Candy Cane Inn, not a value, a moderate resort at Disney. Breakfast was also included, by the way, which is nothing that Disney offers. Amazing. Yeah. Um, four nights in a moderate, th- uh, three park hopper tickets with like all the extras added, which I don't even think you can do at Disney World. I think you have to buy Genie Plus every day. So just add factor that cost in too. Um and then factor in like transport, which is cheaper in Disney World versus LAX to Anaheim. But yeah, it's it adds up real fast. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Was the food yeah. like, I mean, I'm sure the food was like the same, roughly. Um, As far as price goes. I think it was like about, yeah, the food I think was about the same. I do... I do really feel like some things were cheaper. Oh, what I will say, cocktails, that is actually something I think is important. Um, So obviously they don't serve cocktails in Disneyland unless you're going to Oga's Cantina, but there's lots of places to buy cocktails in um, DCA. And one of the cocktails I got was the Pim cocktail and the fun little souvenir cup. This was the most expensive cocktail. One was 19 and the other one we got was 20, which again, if you're buying things in souvenir cups at Disney can be even more than that. Standard cocktail price was 16 to $17, which is high. I know some people might be going, oh, you can get a Marg in Mexico, like in the booth 
for $14.50. These were huge. Like, you see the size of this? This was mm -hmm. mostly booze, not ice. That's and like crazy. That, when I was handed a, a, my first $16 drink, I was shook by like how big it was, especially because in California, I actually expected it to be more expensive because it's California. Yeah. But no. Oh my gosh. So not, maybe not cheaper, but a better value. Like I remember at, um, in Disneyland, I saw a bread bowl with like either beef or vegetable gumbo or jambalaya in it. And this thing was massive. Like big bread bowl filled to the brim with stew and it was $11. Yeah. Wow. So that's like, so what I'm hearing is Disneyland people. Yeah. They just have it better. Oh, but that's also okay. you get you, if you're DVC or a magic key holder, you get discounts on basically all food. It's 10%, but like that adds up. That's yeah. That's a big deal. I feel like. Huh. Yeah. Although our merch discount is less, but we'll, I also will say this. I think the merch is cheaper there. I like wish I had like examples of prices in Florida, mm -hmm. but you only get 10% off merch. I think the highest tier magic key gets 20, but like DVC, DVC, you're only getting 20, per, you're only getting 10%. Whereas in Florida it's 20. And so part of me is like, does it, it doesn't match up then for like someone who has that discount and like, you know, annual pass, we get 20 as well. But yeah, like I remember picking up a sweatshirt and was like, oh, this is going to be $70 and it was 55. Interesting. Yeah. That might be the case. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I want to go back to food because I, everyone always talks about how the food is so much, I know, shocking. Everyone always talks about how the food is so much better in Disneyland. So I want to hear, what did you eat? What did you love? Like, was it better? Like all the details, because that's quite honestly, the most important question on this list. Yeah, it no, it's also is also very important to my family. We actually had a very long discussion about this on the drive home from like the um my airport to my house. Like it's it's a complicated one to answer because I don't think it's necessarily like any better, but it is at the same time, which I know is a frustrating response. Like, cause here's the thing too, like you're working off two parks versus Four. Yeah. And in my opinion, the parks with the best food in Disney World are Animal Kingdom and Epcot. And those Agreed. parks do not exist. Yeah. Those parks do not exist in the Disneyland Resort. Um, however, I was like, if I'm comparing solely based on Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, without a doubt, the food is way better. There's just like such a variety. Like there's a yeah. lot of places to get food. I felt like I was like constantly looking at mobile order and a new place would pop up that I didn't even realize existed. And I, I think they make up for not having Animal Kingdom and Epcot by having such like a diverse array of really, really good food, including deep fried cheese on a stick at the Corn Dog Palace in, in uh, DCA. So okay, good. what was your favorite thing? Was that your favorite thing that you tried? No. Okay, so it's it's tied. Can I have a tie? Am I allowed a You can have a, a tie. tie for I'll allow that. Okay. Thank you. So that is one of them then. Um <laughs> I will say I will say this. 
like caveat again, at Sleepy Hollow in Magic Kingdom, which y'all know is home to my favorite corn dog and like the homemade kettle chips. At DCA, at the Corn Dog Palace, you are not getting a side of kettle chips. Your choice is like a bag of chips or um, a cutie clementine. Um, so that was a bit of a disappointment, although it is cheaper. So, mm. you know, they make up for that. Uh, the, the fried cheese on a stick was freaking amazing. It was cheddar cheese, which normally it's Swiss cheese at like fairs, but it was cheddar cheese, which Wait. was like such a game changer. Um and that was tied with um, at the Red Rose Tavern, which Aaron would have died going here because, as you can imagine, it's Beauty and the Beast themed. Oh. Um, so at the at the Red Rose Tavern, they had some bomb food. These were the my dad got chicken strips, which were the best chicken strips I've ever had in a Disney park. They were like actually homemade; like it seemed like they were actually handmade yeah. by someone. Uh, but that's not my answer. My answer is the poutine, which is tater tots that were so but I had I had it twice while I was there that's how much I liked it the first day was better than the second day because the first day the tots were like fresh super crisp and then they put the cheese curds and then the gravy and the meat on top the other day the cheese curds were on top so they didn't get as melty but the braised beef and gravy was freaking delicious it tasted homemade like something I had made in my own kitchen not like mass produced it was so good and it was twelve dollars or like 13 and you got a huge bowl of it like my the first day my mom and I split it and we're pretty satisfied that's amazing I wonder if because it's smaller like a smaller park like because they have less parks I wonder if their food quality is able to be better because they're not having to like mass produce as much so yeah I've also heard the food at the Grand Californian quick service is really delicious as well Mm. I love that I know. I Did felt you like have I like, didn't have enough time to eat. Ugh. I would have had a day just to eat and like keep eating, like stuffing my face. Sorry, what were you saying? What was your favorite? I want to know, like, did you have any drinks that were like amazing or were they all kind of pretty standard? No, I definitely had drinks that were amazing. Um, one of them, unfortunately, is from the Food and Wine Festival. So it's not like a year-round thing, but that mm-hmm. was a a gin and elderflower drink that even my dad was like oh that is tasty the other one is from the pim test kitchen and it is tennessee honey whiskey and then a few other things but also it has like a little bit of mint in there i don't remember the name it's like it's the only one with tennessee honey whiskey and it was so good i got it twice it's really good that's amazing is that the one that came in the cute cup or was that something yeah the cute it's the one that came in the cute cup. I believe it was like $20, but it was a good size portion. Like it took me a while to sip through it. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into the next most important thing to food, which is the merch. I know you have opinions on this and you guys are going to be shocked when you hear what Sarah bought in Disneyland or more shocked by what she didn't buy. I, guys, I only bought one thing, one thing. Um, I'll explain why though. So I, I do consider my little pim cup that I keep playing with, you can't see, but um, a souvenir because I did pay more for a cocktail so I could get it. Um, I'm going to drink iced coffee out of this, I think. I also got one for Reed. Um, that's why I drink two cocktails, not for myself, so that Reed could have a cup, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then also just a fun thing, because we booked our vacation through Disney, we were gifted lanyard, Disney 100 lanyards and a little matching pin. And that was one of the things I wanted. So I'm like, do I really need to buy one? Um, I bought a uh, the DCA Food and Wine Festival pin. I bought the one with Stitch on it because my mom loves Stitch. And that is all I bought. Um, and that is because all the merch was almost exactly the same. So everything like the Oswald collection, all exactly the same. Anything that says Disney World on it in Florida was the same in California. It just said Disneyland. The only thing that was slightly different is, yes, they had more Marvel merch because they're able to sell it there. But even mm -hmm. that, like, wasn't terribly groundbreaking, sadly. That's so disappointing, I feel like, because, I don't know, I, re I remember the days when even the gift shops within Walt Disney World used to all have different stuff from the other. And so, like, you would think, and I, I don't know historically if Disneyland has always had different stuff than Walt Disney World, but I feel like that's, like, low-key disappointing. Like, you would want special different disneyland merch and like the fact that no, they it's... sell disneyland hoodies at walt disney world now is just like crazy no it's super disappointing because i i feel like you know we all fall in the social media trap and i feel like for a while there last year all i was seeing was like disneyland exclusive merch like ears like all this mm -hmm. stuff like they got all the disney 100 stuff first and i'm like wow i wish i was in disneyland and then once i actually got there i'm like like some of the yeah. special stuff, like the con the conductor Mickey hat would would have bought that. They didn't have any. Um, I'm still on the hunt for my platinum drip ears, although my desire for those is slowly fading away. I'll be honest. Um, what I really wanted, guys, was the purple Disney 100 hoodie, and I wanted. I didn't buy it in Florida because I wanted the one that said Disneyland. Well, I at first didn't buy it in Florida because Aaron talked me out of it, and then. I didn't get it because I was like, whatever. Oh. To be fair, that was the trip that I like made several purchases. And she's like, Sarah, yeah. no, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, we'll circle back to that comment because <laughs> Sarah bought out the whole era's collection and then was like, do I need a purple hoodie? And I was like, I mean, do you want to buy another FedEx box to ship back to Ohio? Like, I was trying to be, keep it real, you know? And, and that's the friendship that we all need, right? I mean, that's the, the the reality check we all need. And I did, I really wanted, the more I thought about it, Erin was 100% right as she usually is. And I I decided I still want the purple hoodie, but I want it to, with the Disneyland. Apparently that is a hot ticket item, hot ticket item in Disneyland. Uh, and I could not find them. I could find the sweatpants, but I could not find the hoodie. So that is the story of how I ended up with uh, just a pin. And it was wild. It was Do like- so easy to pack my suitcase do they not have it on shop disney no because they remember they had that sale a little while back um and i think everyone just bought those hoodies out and again had i known all of this in hindsight i would have just bought especially had i known like we don't get that like really good discount at disneyland i would have just bought the hoodie online i also I mean, they have the kids me, one <laughs> Yeah, that that shan't be fitting on me. Um, my mom also reminded me I was able to thrift again. If you follow me on social, you probably got a glimpse of these. I was able to thrift two really sick Disneyland sweatshirts. Aaron, do you know my my like teal colored oversized shirt 
I wore it for my mm-hmm. hurricane videos that says like embroidered Walt Disney World and then it has like the parks around it. I found the Disneyland version and it's a sweatshirt. Amazing. And I somehow ended up with two of them. I did not purchase two of them, but the seller sent me two and they were like, no, it's like, I've been trying to get rid of these out of my like vintage collection for a while. Just keep them. And so I gave my mom the other one. So we were able to match. That's like what we were on the plane. And my mom like brought up a good point. She was like, honestly, at the end of the day, she goes, I like this better than anything I've seen. So like, why would I need another one? Which that's, that's the attitude from Lisa that like, I need to adopt more when I go to the park. So I just didn't buy anything. Y'all, I have gone on a rabbit hole on Shop Disney now with Disney 100, 100 merch. And they released a new collection today or this week. And it's just yeah. so bad. It's so bad. It's just no, I terrible. Know exactly. Yeah, it's really bad. However, like I'm eyeing this might need to make its way to me. Look. Oh, I've seen so many people. It's cute. It's the, guys, it's a Mickey Mouse Club crossbody bag. It's so good though. No, it is. Anyway, I I am like very easily distracted by Disney merch, as you guys all are not surprised because that's all we talk about is merch and food. Um anyways, I need to go back to the revisit the shop Disney app later because I saw like five things I want. But disappointing, though, that the merch was not super amazing because I wanted so badly for you to find stuff. Just P.S. If you do buy anything, there is a code for like if you're a card holder, you get 20 percent off on the website right now. Um, Like a Disney, like if you have a Disney credit card, which I don't know if you do. My mom does. Well, there you go. Like, at, you have to pay with that card to get oh, the discount. How convenient, Mom! If you're listening, oh. hit me up. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say, if, if you do decide to order something, I will Venmo you because I want one. I actually want two things, but I don't want to pay the eight dollars shipping. <gasps> oh yeah, it's like half the cost of one of the things I want to buy. Like, it just seems like highway rob like I was getting such a good deal I want the Loki ears they finally released them on shop Disney I wanted them oh I saw so bad and then um they released them May the 4th oh yeah we should talk about that they released the May the 4th Star Wars merch today I haven't seen that yet wild um if you follow magic with Meg she like debuted the collection which like pop off good for you honey that is awesome that's like a dream collab um, but it's all cantina themed and I want the cup because I feel like oh, it would hold cute. my cocktails for while I'm at the pool. Oh, in the summer. for sure. I'm yeah. a cup girly too. I, I need yeah. another cup and another sweatshirt. Like I need a hole in the head. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> same. I, I honestly, I, I have already picked out a couple cups that I would be willing to get rid of in order to have this cup. I love that. That's always well, Peyton's thing. Sta- it's stainless steel insulated. So I could like get rid of one of my just plastic Starbucks cups in favor oh, yeah. of this one because it'll actually keep it cold. Sorry. Pay- yeah. I feel like Peyton's like Reed. Does he always say if you get that, you have to get rid of? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Every time. Um. Okay. So, I mean, my last kind of question slash categories that I want to cover before we have a four hour long podcast episode, and these can kind of go hand in hand, I think. 
two. Um, I want to know what your top three attractions were that you rode. But I also think it's important. It would be important to kind of just like high level the most like notable major differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, whether that be the Haunted Mansions and the Pirates of the Caribbeans or like whatever, you know, and the I know we talked about like park layout in, before we started recording. So just kind of stuff like that, I think would be interesting to hear about. Oh, is there, is there like three? I could give you three per park. Um, Honestly, like, so I will, the number one thing I'll say when it comes to rides is Genie Plus is 1 million percent worth it in these parks. Like, to the point where I was shook by how, like, I feel like we made money back off Genie Plus just in time wow. saved. Um, So, highly recommend to add it. Um, But yeah, I feel like, and again, this is like ties into the rides. A, a fun planning fact is so like the parks usually open at 8 a.m. for all guests. Early entry is 7.30 in the morning um, for like guests of Disneyland uh, Hotel and uh, the Grand Californian. I think probably Pixar Pier as well. Here's the thing, though. Much like in all the parks in Disney World, you can get in early. Like anyone can get in at 7.30. You're just confined to like the center of the park. So what's nice about that for both of these parks is the second I walked in at 7.30 a.m., I was able to make my first lightning lane of the day. Uh, so that usually meant I was for sure getting a lightning lane right at 8 a.m. Then I had about a half an hour to get Starbucks, just walk around. Um, DCA, that was really nice because I treated my parents to Radiator Springs Racer lightning lane because that's like the individual lightning lane. So I got... Um, the Guardians break, Guardians uh, Mission Breakout for regular Genie Plus. I purchased the Radiator Springs Racers and we sat down and had a coffee and people watched instead of having to like run mm-hmm. to Cars Land. Um, so worth it. Uh, and then the second you, much like Disney World, the second you scan your code for Genie Plus, you can make a new one. So usually like once we got through the line, I was right back in the app making another. And that led us to our first day we rode 11 rides that day. That's And incredible. you guys know me. Not a ride, girl. Not a ride, she goes girl. from riding zero rides at Walt Disney World to 11 at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, it was. At, we And that was like every day we were riding upwards of 10 rides a day to the point where like at on the last day, my parents and I looked at each other and I was like, do you even want to ride anything anymore? And they're like, no, no, we're done. We're, we're all set. Thanks. Um. But so that that's just a PSA. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland, I highly recommend you budget for Genie Plus because wow, that was it was insane. Um, favorite rides: Disneyland, Indiana Jones. Because oh, I I really like dinosaur. I like the like herky jerky. Like I love like that feeling. Like that's a thrill that I like without having to get on a roller coaster. Um, I don't love dinosaur because I don't like the animatronics mm-hmm. popping out at me. Also, like my parents, and I'll say this, my parents like dinosaur better than Indiana Jones, which I do not understand because like dinosaur looks like a carnival ride compared to Indiana Jones because we all know they ran out of money. So half of it is just like black curtains waving in the wind. Like it just seems unfinished. 
Indiana Jones is executed gorgeously. The queue line, the ride, like it's, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but there's like moments in that ride where I was like, this is insane. Um, that was my, always my high priority um, Genie Plus. So we went to Disneyland. Also park hopping is different there. You can park hop at 11 a.m., which was a game changer. Crying. Um, but we, I know, right? We went to Disneyland. I chose Disneyland morning, DCA, then Disneyland morning. So we went, we prioritized Disneyland. Both mornings in Disneyland. That was my first fast, fast pick. My first Genie Plus pick. Because it was so good. That's amazing. I love that. Um, And then, yeah, just as like a fun fact. So that first day, which was a Thursday morning, and it, the weather wasn't great. So take this for what you will. But I also re- noticed that I could have done the same thing on Saturday morning. We arrived at the park. I got my, that day we didn't do the 730. We got there right at eight. I made my Indiana Jones lightning lane, I think for like 930. We hid from the rain for a while. And then within an hour, we rode Haunted Mansion. We walked on Haunted Mansion, walked on Pirates, then got and rode Indiana Jones. Boom, boom, boom. And they're all right next to each other. I can't. Um, I know. It, it was it was wild. Um, my next favorite. And I'm like, really, oh, it's so hard because I really enjoyed the Disneyland versions of the rides. Probably Pirates. I loved Disneyland Pirates. It's so good. And like a fun fact is it is built underground. So there's multiple drops. It's much longer. Like there's a lot of like buildup. Mm-hmm. So like, f- first of all, it's much like Disneyland Paris where like you get on the boat and there's a restaurant, the Blue Bayou. Disneyland Paris has that as well. So we did get to see that when we were there and we all thought it was such a cool concept. Um, that was just, it's very chill. Like, like you just go through that. It's very cool. And then you go through the caves and then you go down and it's like the pirate's lair. Like it is like adding a whole section of a ride onto the existing one that's in Disney World. Like Disney World is so short because I was like oh this is going to be completely different no no we went down another hill turned a corner and it was like we were in the Disneyland ride a Disney World ride and then there was even more after the ride was like over like I never knew what was going to happen next on the Disneyland wait I love that I've always heard that the story is much it's like more executed in Disneyland because it's like complete like it's the story yes it was wild like oh my god that that was really really good I'm actually really upset I didn't get to ride it a second time um I don't know why that one doesn't have lightning lane um and I think like on Saturday by the time I was like oh I could ride pirates it had like a 45 minute wait because it is really good I mean it makes sense mm-hmm. it's also gorgeous like from the outside it's Ugh. really pretty um Haunted Mansion does not make this list because while I love the outside and while there are differences significant ones it just it, it's it's similar enough that yeah. I'm like, man. Um, sorry, I'm just like very quickly like going through in my head. Anything? Let me ask I you a tough question. Sense. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ask the question that everyone wants to know: Which one's better, 
are you still a Disney World girly at heart or is Disneyland actually yeah, better? It, it's hard to say which one's better because yeah. like the experience, the experiences are very, very different. Um, if I said this to Aaron before we started the podcast, if you are looking to like be in Disney from like open to close, like not really do like resort time, just like rides, food, more rides, like experience after experience. Disneyland is probably your better bet. Like we were in those parks like morning to night. We took like a couple short breaks, but on our last day there, we were there from like 7.30 to 7.30. We did not mess around. Um, That is not our version. That's not like our idea of a vacation though. Um, and there were multiple moments that my parents were even like, this is making us realize just how like spoiled we are that we stay at DVC resorts. Because for us, Disney World is about like the vacation experience, the resort experience, like being in the Disney bubble and just experiencing like the being relaxed, reading a book. Like I'm going to start reading the Kingdom Keeper series again for our trip in May. Um, like that's for us, like to me, that's more of a vacation, but like from a rides perspective and like being like, I don't know, immersed in that aspect, Disneyland um, for sure. There was one other, oh, the other point I want to make about that is I do really like the fact that like you go through security at the front and then you're done. You can just park hop between the parks, go to, go to downtown Disney. It's just logistically super easy. But once you leave those gates, you're in downtown Anaheim and it's like, I'm not saying the magic's gone, but it's a different vibe for sure. And like, I, I always, we, we were within lucky, we were walking distance. Candy Cane Inn is, I actually timed it an eight and a half minute walk, which was amazing. And I called it the great migration every morning and night. Like you would literally come out of, of our room and you'd start to see people. And it was just this like block of people migrating their way down the street to Disneyland. Um, so yeah, I like I, they're they're good for different things. If you just want a full nonstop Disney experience where you're riding rides, go to Disneyland. If you want like the resort experience where it's like more so vibes and like also rides, go to Walt Disney World. I love that description. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you had the best time. And oh, can I guys- can I can I plug a couple other rides? A couple other yes. rides that like are really really good sorry yes I know I could like go on and on sorry I'm sorry <laughs> Indiana Jones and Pirates like amazing Space Mountain completely different it's like actually a good roller coaster it's not this like rickety thing where you feel like you're gonna die oh my god um so I had to share that also I hate their buzz I know I've like said that where I'm like oh I can pick up the gun it's so much better I couldn't no you couldn't see your little thing you couldn't aim for on that like it was so it was so bad none of us cracked a hundred thousand points oh my god we are regular galactic heroes um and then web slingers though was really really cool my mom won good for her um the first <laughs> one i won the next time um web slingers was sick guardians i was a little disappointed i thought it was just gonna i thought it was gonna be different nope it was straight up tower of terror but like with a guardians overlay and oh. i almost threw up nice that was fun and then finally I will end it with um like probably the ride that I would recommend the most besides Indiana Jones and Pirates is Radiator Springs Racers I Mm kind of turned my nose up 
when people kept telling me like, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like it's so, I'm like, no, how good could it be? It's incredible. (laughs) Like how they've literally built, like, I remember we turned the corner from like one of the lands. I think it's from like the, what's going to be San Francisco, the Baymax area. We turned the corner into Cars Land and that's right where Radiator Springs is. And it literally looks like you're in like the Grand Canyon. It was breathtaking. Um, I can't wait to see that. It knocked the wind out of like both of my parents. They were like, wow. Um, And Radiator Springs Racers was just such a good ride. It was so worth, it was $18 a person for Lightning Lane. Mm -hmm. So worth it. So considering by the time, by the time we had finished with Guardians and it was like not even an hour into park open, the wait was 95 minutes. So very much worth the individual oh, lightning lane. So sorry, I just want to like close with that because like no, I that's... really I was skeptical. I was real skeptical. It is every bit as magical as people say it is. Aaron is working back his sneeze. Bless you. Yeah, maybe I, it it went away. It disappeared. But thank okay. you for blessing me. Um, and then, oh god. Oh no, go ahead. My my final. Were you going to ask about the nighttime shows? Because I wanted to give one quick blurb about the nighttime shows. This is my controversial take. (laughs) I really wanted Aaron's. I was going to tell Aaron this before the podcast. And I was like, no, I want her reaction. Uh, We left. So we only, we gave one night of our trip to nighttime shows because we didn't want to be up super late the night before an early flight. And we were exhausted the first day we were there. So World of Color is at nine. Wanda's Journeys, which is the Disneyland fireworks is at 9.30. So we're like, we'll just double dip because they're right across the street. We left Wondrous Journeys. It was boring. I'm sorry. It was boring. Uh, No, 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 no. We left World of Color. We left World of Color. It was boring. That's the one in DCA. It's basically like, you know how everyone complains about like the projections on the water and Fantasmic? They're like, oh, it's just filler. That's all it is. It's just water projections and like cool lights. And it's almost exclusively Pixar, which I'm not a big Pixar gal. Um... Uh, there is a Star Wars section, though, that I did miss that I'll watch on YouTube. But that's the thing. I'll watch it on YouTube. Wondrous Journeys, on the other hand, is the best fireworks show that Disney has ever produced. That's right. I said ever produced. So that includes Wishes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so intrigued. Now, this is not a take that my mother agrees with. Lisa likes Wishes better. She is a wishes stan. I ugly sobbed to the point that multiple people around me were watching me and not the fireworks the entire way through Wondrous Journeys. It was that good. Wait, I love that. Also, not only do you get the blue fairy, like a real live blue fairy go they have a motorized pulley not just a zip line so they actually make it look like she's like flying around the castle they also have baymax baymax oh flies God. around the castle and i love baymax love it. i love that okay wow what a way so to that's end. all I'm, that's all i'm saying is it's it's incredible. There's a, a couple really great uh, YouTube versions. Oh, also the projections are on all the buildings on Main Street, not just the castle. That's incredible. 
it's it's completely immersive so like we were standing all the way in the back of the park Mm -hmm. completely immersive oh and magic happens the parade absolutely slaps not a parade gal that parade was amazing slaps don't they still have the um electric light parade you know or is that I feel like they don't because I actually thought of that too. We weren't able, even if they did, well, we were over at DCA. The new rumor in the rumor mill around Disney Disney online community is that it's coming back to Walt Disney World. I, I did hear so that. So who knows? Um. Yeah. Wonder. Uh, Magic Happens is the daytime parade. Um. And I really, I really, really liked it. Uh, the dancing Merlin, which is he has made his way all over TikTok. So good. Like, was was really fun seeing him, seeing him in person. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I love oh, that. Also, we, we, did, we didn't go to Fantasmic because I felt like it's pretty much the same. Also, it's really weird. The stage is on Tom Sawyer Island. And it doesn't have the same, like, like it doesn't have the mountains, like it doesn't have the same grandeur as the Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw out there that it's probably better in Walt Disney World. Yeah. That's so interesting. Right? Yeah. I think Amazing. that covers every everything. Oh, and Toontown. Just that made me cry oh. as well. Mic drop. Yeah, we'll mic drop it on Toontown. Oh, and all the characters. There were characters just walking around because unlike Florida, where people would mob them, people were actually polite and like they were able to walk around, which was a really, really magical experience. When I was wearing my Goofy outfit, like Goofy literally saw me from afar and like ran to me. And you don't get that when you wait in line for a character. No. Amazing. Well, you can find Sarah at the Sarah Rachel on Instagram. I am at Aaron Goes to Disney on Instagram, at Aaron Artavila on TikTok. And thank you to Sarah for recapping your Disneyland trip with us. I absolutely loved hearing all about it. And I'm sure that we will have more in the coming episodes because there will be things that you think about and things like that. And now when we do our like challenges and games and stuff, you can actually participate because you've been to Disneyland and can recall things. So That'll be a fun perspective to have. But thank you guys for listening. Give us a rating. Give us a follow. Tag us in your Instagram stories. Literally nothing makes our day more. You can follow us on Instagram at Pixie Desk Project Pod. And we'll see you guys real soon. Yes, we will. Thanks, everyone. Bye.